0: Mm. Hello, guys. Welcome to the Theology High podcast. And today is, uh, it is Sunday, twelve forty-two a.m. I'm actually, good. I'm actually doing this at night. I want to talk to you guys about my story and I hope that uh, I can relate to you guys and be able to connect, connect with you guys in a way that, you know, not everybody can. We'll see how, how it goes. First of all, I want to talk about uh, mental health. If you guys are struggling Especially right now, with you know, this whole COVID thing and you guys being at home all day, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of things that are going on, and a lot of people need some help and, might feel trapped, might feel like they can't talk, that they might feel, uh, that they're going crazy, and they don't really know where to look or who to talk to. There's this hotline. It's one eight hundred. 662 4357. Let me say that again. One eight hundred six six two four three five seven. Uh this is also known as a treatment referral routine service. And it's a it's a confidential free twenty four hour a day, you know, three three hundred and sixty five day day a year. Uh, information service uh, in English and Spanish and you can give them a call uh, you know if you're facing you you or a family that uh, member that are facing with mental and or substance use disorders uh, this service provides uh, referral to local treatment facilities support groups and community-based organizations and callers can also order free publications and other information. If you guys are struggling, and you guys are alone, and you guys want to talk to someone, you guys can give these these guys a call. And you know everything is 100% uh, confidential. Confidentiality wise, uh, you know they're not gonna gonna uh, information from you or anything like that. It's it's gonna you know they're there for you. They're there for. Your help you know if you just if you're having any kind of uh breakdown or just want to have someone to talk to give these guys a call you know give these guys a call and ask them what you can do what's your next steps and and stuff like that so obviously me talking about this uh, i am going to talk about mental health i have been dealing with mental health for a long time And so I kind of want to start my story with, oh, by the way, today is June 7th. Yeah, June 7th, 1245 a.m. Kind of going back to when I first started with my my mental health. Uh, First of all, I didn't know that I was struggling. I didn't know that I had, you know, uh, anxiety and depression. I had no idea. I had no idea. For those of you that do know me, uh, I mean, I don't know (laughs) if any of my friends or family is listening to this, but uh, I used to run a lot. You know, that was that was my that was my my thing. I would just go outside and just take off for fun. You know, I was that guy. Uh, I was just I would just run. So I remember this one day I was at home and, you know, I was like, I'm going to go for a run. So I go for a run and in the middle of it, I start feeling like my heart is like, like pounding really quick. Um, it's, it's feeling like, like pressure, I have pressure on my chest. I feel, you know, then I started getting scared and I was hyperventilating, but it was different though, because Again, I used to run all the time. So, I mean, I was used to, you know, kind of like, you know, that hard breathing, you know, when you're running for a while. And so, it, but it was different. It was something different about this. And it, like, knocked me down to the ground. And I just started crying. And I had no idea what, what was going on. And I was just like, yo, why am I crying? Why, what, what's going on? And so I got up and I ran back home. And then uh, there was another day that I was with uh, a couple of friends, a uh, friend of mine out of nowhere. Uh, I think we were at a restaurant. I was telling my friend how I was feeling. And then all of a sudden I started to feel like that. I started feeling that way again. And I was inside the restaurant and I was like, yo, I need to get out of here and i felt again like like my heart was pounding uh i was feeling you know like hot and cold flashes um and i didn't know what to do i was just scared i was i actually told my friend i'm like bro i think you need to call uh, you know the the ambulance because like i i I, I'm, I don't know what's going on i'm freaking out and uh so that happened And 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 then you know I, I called my sister and, and I was telling her what was going on. And she, she was able to, you know, calm me down and just, you know, kind of bring me back to, you know, just whatever I was doing that day. But that, that feeling kind of still lingered, you know, it still lingered. And, and, and that again, I didn't know what was going on. I, I didn't know what it was. I had no idea. Zero. Uh, and, um, so, When, uh, I started, you know, feeling like this more frequent, I I thought, again, you know, I grew up in church, so I felt like God was angry at me or something. I I felt like, you know, what did I do? You know, like, did, did I do something wrong? And so... So I remember, like I would, I would, I would fast. I would pray. I, w- I, w- I would go to like different kinds of conferences, you know, so I can get closer to God and and feel like, uh, just just to have like a prayer or, or someone could just pray for me and just, uh, just get this away from me, whatever was going on, you know. And at the same time, again, I I didn't know what was going on. I I I don't think I really talked to in, anybody about it. I started. Uh, Getting a little harder, you know, obviously now, I don't know if you know, but what I was having was I was having panic attacks. And so these panic attacks would make me go crazy, you know, and I remember. It took me about two years. Two years and a half or something like that to actually go get some help. You know, because I have this stigma, you know, first of all, you know, I I was, I was raised in a Mexican home, which, you know, Mex. you know, uh, a Mexican male is supposed to be strong, supposed to not care about, you know, about my feel about my own feelings. I'm not supposed to, you know, cry and whatnot. and, And I should just man up. So I I was struggling with that, too. And at the same time, I was struggling with, you know, church, you know, my relationship with God, because I was like, well, God, I'm trying to trust you, but, you know, you're not really doing anything. So then I started getting upset with God. You know, what's going on here, God? Like, you're supposed to take care of me, but I don't feel like you do. Like, I don't feel like you love me. That was kind of like what happened At the end of those two years, you know, I, I was getting angry, but at the same time, I was like, well, I, I shouldn't need any kind of help because God should be my only help, you know? So that's why, again, it took me two years to get help because I was like, no, I got to trust God because if I, if I go anywhere else, then that means I don't trust God. That means that my, my faith is not in Christ. But little by little, you know, I had to get to to a point that I was like, God uses doctors. God uses, you know, um, these doctors who make medicine to help people. And so, little by little, you know, I started to get help. The reason why I started to get help in those in the last two years, two year and a half, was because I had a really, really bad panic attack. It was so bad that I wanted to die I wanted to die because of the of the feeling of it was horrible and by the way uh I'm not a doctor uh I'm not telling you guys what you should do and and not do I'm just letting you know my experience I'm letting you know what I've been dealing with what uh what helped me what didn't help me and things like that so Uh, and so I'm not telling you guys what you guys need to do, but I'm just letting you know my story. I started getting some help. Oh, sorry. So the reason why I started getting, uh, getting some help was because I had a really bad panic attack, you know, to the point that I, I, I literally just wanted to like walk in the middle of of the road and just let a car just just hit me Uh, and for those of you that have experienced panic attacks you guys know what I'm talking about and for you that for you guys that have no idea what a panic attack is let me see if I can describe how this is imagine you're in a room and all of a sudden this lion comes into the room What are you thinking about? Does your fear go up? What are the questions? Now, imagine that and magnifying it by 10, 50, 100 times. But not just that, but it's that line is there every single day. Every single day. And you're just in a. Constant fear. You're constantly, you know, getting panic attacks. You're constantly being, uh, getting anxious, being depressed. I didn't realize that I was being depressed, uh, but I was, I was at home all day. You know, I would just go to school, come back, stay home. I would, I stopped working out uh, because I think I had a connection with the whole, you know, my heart being Uh, raised I connected that with being having a panic attack so I think that's why I I stopped for a while and so so that's how it feels it feels like you're in this room with the lion every single day but not just that so mentally that's where you're at now physically you feel uh, pressure on your chest you feel You know, like when you feel like, you know, like when you've, uh, when you've, I don't know if you like been on your knees for a long period of time and then you get up and then it feels like there's like a bunch of little ants on you. Or if you're like sitting on the toilet and you've been sitting on the (laughs) toilet for a long time and you get up and you feel those like, you know, little ants like sensation, well, just think about it that that's what you're feeling. You're feeling that on your hands, on your feet, and then you're feeling like a, um, like a pressure on the back of your neck and on your chest while you're feeling like hot and cold. Like your whole body just goes cold, gets hot, gets cold, gets hot and and so that's what i was feeling and i wanted i didn't want to feel like that anymore i didn't and i didn't know what to do anymore and i was frustrated and i was i was in a bad place you know and during this time i i did start uh not very much, but I did start to cut myself. I, I guess the reason why was just to release or to feel something other than my anxiety. You know, it was it was hard. It was really hard. You know, even even just right now, just thinking about it, like. You know it's It's sad You know I wish I guess I I guess I wish I was Stronger in a way That I didn't have such a big pride That I can That it was okay for me to ask for help you know, so, but again, you know, it, it took me, it took me a long time to get to that point, and so the first thing I did, you know, I called my family, and, you know, I asked them, you know, I, I told them what was going on, and, you know, you know, my my aunt actually told me, you know, oh, you know, talked talk to a therapist and a psychologist and stuff like that so that's what I did that's what I did I I took steps to to get medicine to talk to therapy and it was it was a journey it was a really big journey you know I learned a lot Uh, I think at that time I was angry a lot and it helped me with my anger issues it helped me i had a lot of unresolved issues and you know I, it really did help out a lot especially with my marriage you know we we were we were newlyweds me and my wife and it it, it seemed like it was bad man it, like i remember we just had gone married and you know it just seemed like It wasn't meant to be, you know, we were just fighting, constantly arguing, arguing, and it was just, I don't know, it it wasn't, it wasn't an ideal relationship, you know, but once I started to go to therapy, once I started to realize, you know, you know, that I could do things differently, that I didn't have to do them that way, then things started getting better. And and then, you know, also trying with the medication, trying to see if that would help and stuff like that. And little by little, it started getting better. You know, it started getting better. Uh, one of the things that really helped was to journal. And actually, there was this app. I don't know if it's still on. Um, It's called... I believe it was called Stigma, S-T-I-G-M-A. And the really cool thing about that app was that you were able to uh, journal. You were able to uh, journal the uh, like the emotions, like where where you where were you at during the day, and then you could have gone back and like see where your emotions were uh, during the whole week. And maybe you can find out, like you know, what's what's triggering, triggering, trigger in it, and and stuff like that, you know. The oh, I'm sorry. And the the other cool thing about this was that, uh, you were able to get uh, pen pals, you know. And so you know, while you were you know journaling, you can get a pen pal and just talk to. Other people that are going through the same thing that you're going through. And and that felt good because it, it made me feel like I wasn't alone. And let me tell you guys this if you guys are experiencing this, you guys are not alone. You guys are not alone. You are normal certain people get anxious more than others and you're not going crazy i know sometimes it feels like you're going crazy like there's nothing else that matters it's just you and your brain and your brain just keeps going and going and going it's like it's faster it's faster than the energy bunny energizer bunny and you just want to stop you know and so that's that's kind of what what happened you know and i i met some great people on there it was awesome it was awesome and and even till this day i still you know talk to to some of those people on stigma you know and they have helped me so much man so much in my journey you know with you know with anxiety and depression and it was good because you have to find a, um, like a, a support system. You have to find a support system. You have to find someone that actually uh, cares about you, because not everybody's going to understand what you're going through. You know, I remember I had this one person tell me, you know, I told them, you know, they I had haven't seen I hadn't seen them for such a long time that they. Uh, i told him oh hey how you doing you know and obviously you know i gained i gained a lot of weight because i wasn't working out and so he asked me you know like hey man what happened man i was like oh man you know i've been you know i I've, I've been you know anxious and depressed and you know i'm struggling man and and so he just turns around and says oh bro just get over it we all go through that I was like <laughs> okay. And I just I just walked away, you know, because this guy had no idea what I was what I was going through. You know, and and I'm not saying people don't go through and through their you know, anxieties and depressions, but when you're literally struggling every single day of your life to stay alive it is so draining it is so draining and so you know again you you have to find a support system a support system that you know they're going to help you and not bring you down so that's what I that's what I did I I had my support, my support system. But not just that, but, you know, also my wife, you know, my wife helped me out a lot. Uh, she was there for me, and uh, that was awesome, you know. You know, I, I, I started, like, arguing with God more. And you know, I was like, man, God, if you're alive, you know or if you're real like why don't you help me? why don't you do this? why don't you do that? and i was just i was i don't know. i think i was just afraid i was scared and i i didn't know what to do. and you know, i remember this one time i was like i i did, I felt there was a certain point in my life that I was like man God I don't even know if you're real anymore i rem- I remember i I don't know if someone said this or if I thought about it I, I don't really remember but I was like yo how can you say that you don't believe in in God but yet you're arguing with him almost every day <laughs> How can I, how can I not believe in something, but argue with it or argue with him? I was like, it's cause I still believe. I still believe. Uh, so yeah. Sorry, my uh, wife got up. She had to look for some and I totally lost my, my train of thoughts. And I also lost my place. (laughs) I didn't know, uh. Um, I don't know where I stopped, but... Oh, yeah. I think I was talking about, you know, how can I be... How can I not believe in something while I'm still arguing with with God? You know, so... So, I guess, in a way, I was like, God, I, you know, you were always there, you know? Even though I felt like he wasn't there, and I felt like he didn't really care about me didn't care about me, and I felt like God didn't really, God wasn't really forgiving me um, for my past, you know, sins, you know, so uh, I kind of fast forward, uh, I started taking medicine, medicine helped, uh, going to therapy, therapy helped, uh, and, you know, and sometimes it's going to take you some trial, trial and error on both. On the medication and on the uh, therapy. Not every therapy is the same. Not every ther- therapist or ther- yeah, therapist is going to be your cup of tea. And you're going to just have to figure it out, you know. And so, I, again, I, I learned a lot of a lot about myself. You know, I was able to be more connected with my emotions uh and you know being able to talk more with my wife and not just bottle things up and I and and that was one of the things too that uh I I noticed that I would bottle things up and just you know let it explode and that was not good that was not good at all so fast forward you know uh I was feeling good i was i was I, I was feeling so good that i i was like all right i don't gotta take no more medicine uh, no more uh you know no more medicine for me because i always still struggle with that you know with you know because i felt like in a way i felt like i wasn't really trusting guy when i was taking the medicine. And, and I know a lot of people have different opinions about the, the medication and and stuff like that, but I've always been a person that I didn't want to be relying on the medication for for a long period of time. I didn't want to get addicted to it. and thank God i I never did get addicted addicted to any so fast forward. So this so it took me two years to get help. And I was getting help for, let's say, like four or five years. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, it was more. Let me see. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Two. About like seven months, seven months, seven years. And this whole thing was, you know, in the in the beginning of our marriage, in the beginning of my my master's program. And it's, you know, and I was going to get my master's in theology, which, again, I was struggling with my faith while I was going to theology school. And, you know, I. I didn't know what was going on. You know, I was like, God man, I'm I'm doing this for you. Um, I'm 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 trying to get my masters, I'm trying to to learn more of you and and like this is how you repay me type deal. You know? And I was just I don't know, man. I, I was I was struggling a lot, a lot. And so so starting this year, I in 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 January. I wasn't taking any medicine because I was feeling good. You know, I was, I started, I started to go back to the gym. You know, I had a gym partner. Uh, we would go to the gym and just work out and push each other. And, you know, I was able to, you know, be just good, you know, just being able to uh, feel good. My attitude was a little bit more, was more positive. So that happened January February and March and then obviously we know what happens COVID starts and you know we're stuck at home you know my car I think it started to break down so I wasn't going out as much and then I had another panic attack but it it was it had been maybe like 2 3 years that I hadn't had a panic attack, and I think I talked to. I, I think I mentioned this on on the couple of episodes before, when I was working out with my friends, and you know, after they left and whatnot, you know, I felt uh, not worthy to make it to heaven, and so, so kind of, you know, speed through that now you know, I'm, I'm in like today was such a good day. I mean, yeah, in the beginning it was, I, I was struggling. Uh, was I, I, you know, I was, you know, just my, my mindset was all over the place. And, and I know i I know I'm kind of moving a little bit too fast, but after, you know, those three months of me not taking any medicine and stuff like that, you know, I was like, okay, I, well, I have to get back on the medicine because, you know, obviously, it, it was helping me. Uh, you know, I started talking to my... I always, I always get them confused. Not my therapist, but my psychiatrist. Yeah, I believe that's what it is, the psychiatrist. A therapist is the one that you go talk to, and the... Man, I just had a brain fart. I totally lost it. A therapist... And wow, I totally forgot. I totally forgot a psychiatrist. My my wife is still st- still up, I guess. So the psychiatrist is the one that gives you uh, medicine. Kind of speeding up on the on the second part of my my journey of anxiety and depression. One thing that I feel like it helped one. It really helped. Make my marriage even stronger, me and my wife. I met it stronger. Why? Because. Well, second, because I started to. Question my trust in God, my faith in, in, in Christ and my my salvation in in Christ. So me working and me praying and me fasting for, for, you know, obviously not to feel like this again, but it got me in a place where me and my wife can come together and pray together, read the Bible together, fast together, and it just made us in my opinion and I hope to, <laughs> I hope on hers too but I feel that our marriage is so much stronger now so much stronger and I also you know again I was ha- having these questions and 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 little by little I have to answer those questions for example Faith. Do I believe in God? Not just in my mind, but in my heart? Yes, I do. Do I have faith? Yes, I do. Do I need help in my faith? Yes, I do. Uh, Do I completely 100% believe in my faith? Not 100%, which, which I asked God to help me to grow my faith. You know, because the Bible says you, we only need a mustard seed faith to believe. But again, th- here's another combination to it. So I started praying and I started, you know, seeking God. And I was like, okay, God, these these thoughts, these images that are going inside my head. first of all they're not my thoughts or my ideas and those thoughts couldn't be yours because you wouldn't tell me that I'm not that I'm not uh, worthy that um, I'm not doing enough that I could be doing better that I needed to you know to that I'm basically not gonna make it to heaven. that's not God's voice. That's the enemy's voice. Th- th- those are bad spirits that are whispering, you know, in my ear. And, and I had to get to a point that, you know, in, in a point of prayer and fasting to even help me with my relationship with God. You know, the, the word of God says that God's not giving us the spirit of fear. But of power. Love. And of a sound mind. And this whole phase, you know, I was I was really scared, man. You know, this this new phase of my anxiety and depression was more of fear. I was more I had more fear. And it was fear of dying and fear of not knowing where I was gonna go. And again those are not my thoughts those are not godly thoughts those are the enemy's thoughts and i had to come to a point in realization that the devil his bad spirits are liars they're, they're literally the best at it of you know they're the best at lying that's what that's what they're known for you know and they're just ready to devour ready to destroy and you know and me I'm, I'm trying to share the gospel in my podcast. I've been trying to share my gospel on on my Instagram. And now all of a sudden, you know, I'm feeling all these different things. I'm feeling attacked by, you know, left and right in and, and, and my head. And I don't know what's going on. And my body feels a certain way. And I don't know what I need to do and this and that. And, and all these different questions. And yeah, God just says, <laughs> Breathe. I got this. I got this. So then I started to rebuke those those images, those thoughts in my head, and I remember when when I when I rebuked them in Jesus' name, in the blood of uh, of Jesus Christ. It literally felt silent. I literally felt peace. I was like, oh my gosh, God, thank you so much. Thank you, God. So I'm not just telling you this for me to boast or for me to, you know, show that I'm such a great, no, man. I'm just letting you know that if you put your trust in God, if you put your trust in God, if you continue to have a relationship with God, God's not, the Bible says that God's not going to leave you nor forsake you. He's going to be with you. He wants us to worship him. He wants us to ask him. The word of God says, you know, knock and the door shall open. Seek and you shall find. But see, that's the thing. We actually have to get to a place where there's a door and knock If we don't want to do the work To get to the to the house How Is the answer Going Or the question How is the question going to be answered How is our petition going to be answered If we're not seeking How are we going to find it If we're just laying down Not Praying Not fasting not uh reading his word how are we gonna find the answer how are we gonna find it we need to get to a point that we are walking towards the door we have to get to a place that we're seeking the scriptures that we're seeking god's face that we're seeking his presence that we're seeking to be with him so he can work in us. But if we just wanna you know just do our own thing and not not really be committed to God, then I don't know what to tell you. It's not gonna it's not gonna play out good. You know, and I had to get to a point that that you know to to get to a point that I knew That grace is enough. The grace of God is enough. Because am I worthy? No, I'm not worthy. Are you worthy? No, you're not. No one's worthy. Are we liars? Yes, we are. Are we sinners? Yes, we are. How do we know that there's no one perfect? Because the Word of God says... That there's no one perfect but him. And if we say that we are, then we're liars. So we need to understand that by his grace, we are saved. By baptism, we're saved. By receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, we are saved. You know, the word of God says, you need to get baptized or baptismo in greek which means to be submerged to be dipped why because once you do that you're you're being dead to your old self and you're coming you're coming back up with christ in you because we don't we don't live but For ourselves no more Because God lives in us So we can't be ashamed To spread the gospel We can't be ashamed To let people know Hey, Jesus loves you Hey, God wants to move you Wants to move in you In such an amazing way That you're, you're going to be So much happier Than where you are right now But again, we need to We need to search We need to knock We need to get there And it was hard, man It was really hard and even the second time when all this started happening, I felt like I, I walked a hundred steps backwards and I didn't know what to do. But again, I had to get to a point where God wanted me to, to be. You know, he he allows us to go through certain, certain things f- for him to mold us you know, just like you know, uh, gold it needs to be refined, you know, so it can take out all the impurities out. And I think that's what God did. He 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 allowed me to go through this purification to take out all the junk that was that was in me. You know, all the sin, all that junk, all all, all that, all that that I had. You know, to come out. You know, if God is refining you today, what is it that that junk that's coming out? Because we need to turn away from sin. We can't be we can't be in the light and in the dark. We can't be wishy washy. We can't be one foot in, one foot out. The Word of God says that if you're like that, He He pukes you out. He vomits you from His mouth. So I had to get to a point that I was like okay, you know what God? I believe in you. I believe that you're true. I believe that you are my God. I believe that you that you were crucified for my sins. For how much of my sins? For all of my sins. All of them, not just this one or or that one, but for all of my sins. But that doesn't mean that I can continue to sin. It means that in, in, on my daily walk, I might sin, but I'm not purposely sinning. I'm not going to be like, okay, well, you know, I can sin and I know I can ask God for forgiveness later. It doesn't work like that. We are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, he lives in us. so you know this this whole other journey really did help us out and you know in in, in the middle of it i know i think i think i talked about it the last episode where where you know uh Sherrach, meshach and Abednego are are sent to the to the fiery fiery furnace and king nebuchadnezzar sees the face of god or the Son of God. In the middle of it. Sometimes we can't see that there's, that there's angels around us. Sometimes we can't realize that God's protecting us. From all these dangers. From all these iniquities of, of this earth. But God loves us. He loves us unconditionally. That he wants us to, to be in heaven with him. He wants us to be there with him. You know, I heard this one apologetic say, you know, God loves you so much that if you don't want to uh, pursue him while you're alive, then he's going to respect you when you die and you're up there and, and you want to make it to heaven. Be like, I'm sorry, but you didn't want to live with me. You didn't want to have a relationship with me. Oh, but God, I, 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 I was with you, you know. I, I worshipped you, but I, I didn't know you. I didn't, I didn't know who you were, you know. That's why we have to have an identity with God. What is our identity? How can we look different from the world? Well, one, we, we have to be baptized. I, I, I believe strongly that we have to be baptized in Jesus' name for the forgiveness of our sins. Just like Peter said, Thou shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And what happened to those 303,000 people that were there on the day of Pentecost? They received God, and they were all baptized in Jesus' name. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. So we just need to believe baptism in Jesus' name. We got to live a holy life. We got to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And just live a life according to God. Because God's grace is enough. And that's one thing that by our works like for example let's say i feel like i'm not going to make it so then i'm like oh well i have to read the bible more i have to pray more i have to fast more i have to talk to people more because but that mentality is of deeds and the word of god says that we're not saved by deeds but by grace grace is enough Grace is enough. So I just want to challenge you guys today. You know, it all starts on your mindset. As, you know, I've been listening to this podcast, you know, be patient podcast, you know, I mean, not not be patient, be uh, positive, be positive. And it's been helping me out, you know, just to be positive, you know, just to be. Try to be happy. Try to think positive. And again, one of my favorite preachers, he said, a thankful person is unbeatable. And that's what I like to do from now on. Like I try to thank God for everything. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Even though I'm having a bad day, God, thank you for this. Thank you for that. You know, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear and timid timidity, But of power, love, and of sound mind. And it says, But fear says, Hey fool, if you jump off that cliff, you won't make it. Get away from the cliff. This type of fear is a healthy and good fear. So we have healthy and good fear. But fear that distrust of life and people isn't from God. Yet it seems hardwired into our minds. We're afraid of being afraid. The spirit always breeds love, always. It says a lavish, unfailing love to a thousand generations, a forgiving iniquity, rebellion, and sin. But I do not ex- excuse the guilty. I laid the sins of the parents up on their children and grandchildren and entire family is affected, even children in their third and fourth generation. Exodus 34, 7, another haunting verse here that speaks directly to the power of our thoughts. Not only do your thoughts shape your life, they also influence the lives of your future kids and their kids. Since science has confirmed confirmed this truth, the science of epigenetics has shown that our dispositions, bad habits, anxieties, hatreds of cats can impact our kids. And before they are uh, conceived. so I also want to read this one. this is in Romans 12:2 it says, "Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world. but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Which is good and pleasing and perfect, changing the way that you think changes your perspective, which changes how you act in, in, in the world. Paul's words aren't aren't new. Change your mind is the central theme of Jesus' sermon in Matthew four seventeen. Jesus challenged people to change their thinking because regardless how many times you read through the Bible. If you if your mind doesn't change, you will simply impose your biases and labels on the worlds you read, on the words you read. So we cannot be conformed to this world. We got to be different. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Philippians 4, 8. Every now and and then I meet someone who's different. You know the ones, those people see the world differently. They're, they're calm, nothing seems to shake them ever. They're almost impossible to offend, and they listen much more than they talk. They love everyone, even their enemies. Their joy and peace are infectious. When I encounter someone like this, I leave, I leave wondering, what awesome sauce they take. <laughs> Where can I buy a jar? People who are different understand Philippians 4A. They, clo- they choose love. They choose to see the image die, God's image in everyone. They choose good and ruthlessly eliminate negativity. What you choose to see determines your reality. You have the power to change your reality by shifting your focus. So again, it, it all comes down to 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 the mind. And maybe we'll we'll make another episode about this. But whatever you think in your mind, that's what you're going to produce. So be positive. Even though it's easier said than done, be positive. And one more thing. That I would like to say is Face your fears Don't bottle them up Face your fears Know that God's with you Know that we Cannot do anything without Christ That God is our everything That God is our our Breath of life That he is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end The first and the last He is the almighty. Almighty God. Let you guys know that. You guys are not alone. You guys don't have to do this alone. And. If you guys need help. You know or. Or if you want to ask me questions. Go ahead. Email me at podcast At gmail.com. Or just send me an email. On my on my Instagram. Uh, theologyhive podcast and just just ask me anything on there and i'll try to answer you guys and and give you information but again i just want to give you guys this national helpline 1-800-662-4357 1-800-662-4357 remember you are not alone ask god what he wants to show you in the midst of your storm god what is it that you're trying to show me today why am i going through this and maybe you you might not know right now but later on down the road you're going to figure out oh this is why i was going through this and this is why this so it just takes time it takes time so i just want to thank you guys all for just being with me today listening to my, my my story and I hope that little by little we can get to know each other and and just be with one another and love one another because we need to love one another. Especially right now with all these riots and and and, and all this stuff. Remember that God has made us all the same. We all bleed the same color. Yes, what's happening in the world is... It's bad. It's so bad. But we need to come back to Christ. And we need to love Christ. This is the best choice that someone can make. Period. You know, I also read this one sentence... uh, And it says, we need to stop putting a question mark where God has put a period. (laughs) We need to stop putting a question mark where God already put a period. If God's going to use you, he's going to use you. If God's going to heal you, he's going to heal you. If God's going to... Use you in any type of way, he's gonna do it. So don't put a question mark where God already put a period. I pray for you guys. I I, I again, I thank you guys for letting me be in you guys in in your guys's office and you guys' car wherever you guys might be. But I hope that this helps and and I hope that this makes you feel normal that you're not alone and that there is help out there. And I just pray that, you know, that you will find help and refuge and and we just ask, you know, in Jesus' name to bless all you guys, to bless the people that are listening, to bless you guys, to to move in you guys' hearts and in your minds and in your souls in, in a mighty way. So again, I just want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast, that Theology High podcast. Uh, if you guys can, you know, like my Instagram, my podcast uh, on Spotify or, or wherever you guys listen to, leave a review. And if I've been a blessing, then that's... That's awesome. And I hope that I am. And let's keep growing together. And again, we just thank you for you allowing me to be with you today. And I pray for you guys. Let's love God and love our neighbors and have a better relationship with God. So God bless you guys. And I shall see you guys on the next one. God bless you guys.